Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. Popcorn. You actually brought in popcorn, Sean. <laughs> Fantastic. We are ready for the Cohen testimony. Uh, got to tell you this. So these things never start exactly whenever it is. So I got to pause and everything. As happened with the Kavanaugh hearing and a bunch of other hearings recently, they all the participants are starting to yell at each other before they even get to Cohen's are opening Are we going to make up the rules as we go along? <laughs> so let's just jump into it. Elijah Cummins, the... Um, Anybody else want popcorn? Is this all for me? I'm sure I'll eat some. Yeah, I'll have some. Elijah Cummings, the chair, is about to gavel it in, and the arguing arguing will begin. The committee at any time, the full committee hearing is convening to hear the testimony of Michael Cohen, former attorney to President Donald Trump. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I have a point of order. And it's on. You'll state your point of order. Uh, rule F, uh, real, rule 9F of the committee rules say that any testimony from your witness needs to be here 24 hours in advance. The committee and the chairman knows well that at 10.08 we received the written testimony and then we received evidence this morning at 7.54. Now, if this was just an... So a play to shut the whole thing down. Yep. Right off the bat. Right. Awesome. Right, Mr. Chairman, order. I, could, I could look beyond it. But it was an intentional effort by this witness and his advisors to once again show his disdain for this body. And with that, I move that we postpone this hearing. Second. I want to thank the gentleman. Somebody do something about the buzz in the microphone's place. Let me say this, that we uh, got the re- uh, testimony late last night. We did. And we got it to you all uh, pretty much the same time that, that we got it. Uh, I want to move forward with this hearing. Mr. Chairman, with all due respect, Mr. Chairman, this is a violation of the rule. And, and if it was not intentional, I would, I would not have a problem. I'm not saying it was intentional on your part. I'm saying it's intentional on his part. Pointing at because Mr. Dean, last night on a cable news net, network. Cohen has a stupid look on his face, but. Resting stupid face. <laughs> That's the usual situation. Resting dope face. As yeah. the guy, as the guy is his curse. Yeah, as the guy points at him and yells at him. So that's what that looks like. Actually, made it all very evident. John Dean, and I'll quote Mr. Chairman. He said, as a former committee counsel in the House Judiciary Committee, and then a long-term witness, sitting alone at the table is important. Quote, holding your statement as long as you can so the other side can't chew it up is, is important as well. Close quote. And so, so it was advice that our witness got 
for this particular body. And, Mr. Chairman, when you were in the minority, you wouldn't have stood for it. And I can tell you that we should not stand for it as a body. Let me say this. Chairman? Let, let me say this. I tell you what, if I were Mark Meadows, I'd have thrown in, particularly with the President of the United States Good negotiating one. a critical agreement in North Korea, Good we one. should postpone just till tomorrow. Good Mr. One. Chairman. This you, may not uh, happen. I've spent a lot of time on a high horse lately, and I've come to really enjoy it, <laughs> and uh, I could probably advise Mark Meadows. This may not happen today. Let's see. Yes. Katie Hill. I move the table. Mr. Chairman. Is there a second? Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> Mr. Chairman, I was asked to be recognized before the motion. The vote I is so enabling the motion. You're here every day. You know who had this the material before all the excuse members me, of the committee? Excuse me. CNN had it before Sir. we did. CNN had the exert before we did. Well, I just want to be recognized. Uh, yeah, well, the vote is on tabling the motion to postpone. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. No. The ayes have it. And I appeal the ruling of the chair. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, yes, I, I, oh, I can boy. assure you it's in the rules. I appeal the ruling of the chair. Do the rules matter, Mr. Chairman? That's the general lady. Move to waive the rules. Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. The the vote is the vote. The so she made two on. motions. What's the motion? The vote is on tabling. I, she's I move to table the appeal to the ruling of the chair. What? Now, just so you understand, because I don't know how closely you all follow this. Late last night, East Coast time, I started seeing on my phone, certain news organizations got the opening statement. Mm -hmm. New York Times had it. Washington Post had it. NBC had it. No accident who ended up with this. Sure. Um, And they're saying on the committee, we didn't get it, but CNN got it. Right. All the Trump-hating media got it. We didn't get it. So we could prepare, you know, to uh, to Mr. Chairman, the New York Times, I get, but CNN, the number 10 cable network in America? (laughs) I didn't know it was a thing where you can say, let's let's waive the rules. Let's eat dessert first. I mean, is that an option? It's like when Shaquille O'Neal would back down the lane (laughs) back during his day. They just suspended the rules. This is so crazy. So if the rules get suspended, can somebody just tackle Cohen? Uh, Yes. No. No. The eyes have it. I asked for I asked for a recorded vote, Mr. Chairman. Very well. Oh, the clerk could be noon we'll before we get rolling. The roll. You know what? This is an Adam Schiff show, no doubt. You can roll it. That's fine. You know There's how I show. vote? I I I. That's how I vote. <laughs> That's really nice. Um, go ahead and roll it. <laughs> this is instructive, Mr. I think, Cummings. for Americans to hear. Yes. How Mr. these Cummings hearings votes actually yes. uh, unfold, as opposed to just getting the headlines. Right. This is how yes. dominant Ms. Norton. Miss Norton votes yes. Mr. Clay. Mr. Clay votes yes. Mr. Lynch. I don't know. Mr. Lynch votes yes. Votes yes. Miss Kelly. Okay, we're going through the votes. Mr. Jordan votes no. Mr. Let's see what the final vote is. Mr. Norman. Mr. Norman votes no. Mr. Roy. Mr. Smith. Mr. Roy votes no. Miss Miller. Miss Miller votes no. Mr. Green. I thought it was alphabetical. Mr. Green votes no. Mr. Armstrong. Yes. Mr. Armstrong votes no. Wait, Mr. You Stubie. Did just Mr. Stubie votes no. In account of the vote, and Trump won. Carry the three. On this vote, we have 24 yeses, 17 noes. Go! Oh, clear, clear result. Oh, turn on your mic. Motion to table is agreed to. There you go. Let me say this. Um... Mr. Chairman, does anybody remember what we voted on? You did not want the American people to hear 
what Mr. Cohen has to say. But the American people have a right to hear him. So we're going to proceed. The American people can judge his credibility for themselves. Hey, somebody would have to explain this to me. They just took a vote on whether or not they're going to go forward. It yeah. was voted we're not going to go forward? No, we are going to we go forward. We are going to go forward. We voted to table the motion oh, to delay. Gotcha, exactly. Gotcha. It's the old double reverse. <laughs> what, what? Right. Okay. Somebody right. brush the dog's coat one more time, slap the pony on the ass, let's get on. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here um, we go. Mr. Chairman? Yes. Why? We did not say that. We just said we wanted to follow the rules. We had. He didn't say... Stop the hearing. He just said postpone it so we could get his testimony and the exhibits when we were supposed to get them according to the rules of this committee. That's all we said. We didn't say we didn't want to hear from the guy. We Reclaiming just didn't want to follow the rules. Reclaiming my time. Reclaim it. I now recognize myself for five minutes to give an opening statement. Ooh. Today, oh, the committee will hear the testimony of Michael Cohen, President Donald Trump's longtime personal attorney, and one of his closest and most trusted advisors over the last yeah, decade. Yeah, 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 we know. On August 21st, Mr. Coyne appeared in federal court and admitted to arranging secret payoffs of hundreds of thousands of dollars on the eve of the election. So I think what we're going to do is take our commercial break during uh, Elijah Cummings' opening statement, which I think is fairly predictable as to what it'll be. He's just going to tell us what Cohen's going to tell us. Yes. We'll have Cohen tell us. And then we'll get into Cohen's testimony unless they come up with some sort of hijinks to postpone it. Guarantee you, all the good stuff is going to be on the Armstrong and Getty show. I'd like to reclaim my time. Shut up. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're helping you out here. I'm telling you, if you listen to this whole hearing just raw, you might hit some boring chunks. We're gonna, we're not, we're not gonna give that to you. Yep, yep. All the highlights. Uh, Elijah Cummings, the chairman of the committee, the Democrat, just made an opening statement in which he pointed out that matters pertaining to Russia will not be dealt with at the request of the Department of Justa, Justice and the House Intelligence Committee, except as far as Michael Cohen mentions uh, Russia in his opening statement, because the DOJ has advised him that stuff is cool. Don't worry about it. So there will be some Russia talk, but not a lot. So the chair just gave an opening statement, then does the... The ranking member, Jim Jordan. The stool. He gets to... uh, (laughs) The stool, I get it, chair stool. Um, He gets to make an opening statement, and he appears loaded for bar. Awesome, here we go. Here's the Republican speaking. I yield to the distinguished gentleman, the ranking member of our committee, uh, Mr. Jordan. Mr. Chairman, point of parliamentary inquiry. Yes, to the, to the point Mr. that... Mr. Jordan is recognized. Mr. Jordan is recognized for his opening statement. Mr. Chairman, here we go. Here we go. Your first big hearing, your first announced witness, Michael Cohen. I want everyone in this room to think about this. The first announced witness for the 116th Congress is the guy who is going to prison in two months for lying to Congress. Good one. 
Mr. Chairman, nice. your chairmanship will always be identified with this hearing. Oh. And we all need to understand what this is. This is the Michael Cohen hearing presented by Lanny Davis. Whoa. That's right. Lanny Davis choreographed the whole darn thing. The Clinton's best friend, loyalist, operative, Lanny Davis put this all together. You know how we know? He told our staff. He told the committee staff. He said the hearing was his idea. He selected this committee. He had to talk Michael Cohen into coming. And most importantly, he had to persuade the chairman to actually have it. He told us it took two months to get that job done. But here we are. He talked him into it. This might be the first time someone co convicted of lying to Congress has appeared again so quickly in front of Congress. Certainly, it's the first time a convicted perjurer has been brought back to be a star witness in a hearing. And there's a reason this is the first, because no other committee would do it. Think about this. With Mr. Cohen here, this committee, we got lots of lawyers on this committee. This committee is actually encouraging a witness to violate attorney-client privilege. Mr. Chairman, when we legitimize dishonesty, we delegitimize this institution. We're supposed to pursue the truth, but you have stacked the deck against the truth. We're only allowed to ask certain questions. Even with that amendment you just told us about, well, Russ is now on the table. You initially told us we can't ask questions about the special counsel, can't ask questions about the Southern District of New York, can't ask questions about Russia. Nope. Nope. Only subjects we can talk about are ones you think are going to be harmful to the President of the United States. And the answer to those questions are going to come from a guy who can't be trusted. Here's what the U.S. Attorney said about Mr. Cohen. While Mr. Cohen enjoyed a privileged life, his desire for ever greater wealth and influence precipitated an extensive course of criminal conduct. Mr. Cohen committed four, four distinct federal crimes over a period of several years. He was motivated to do so by personal greed and repeatedly repeatedly used his power and influence for deceptive ends, but the Democrats don't care. That is something to be able to look at. They've got the ca split screen, so they got the camera on Cohen right. as, as he just read to him what a scumbag he is. Yeah. And he has a stupid look on his face, but he has resting stupid face. He's, so. got, a, he's got a poker face going, like a, a droopy dog playing poker. A basset <laughs> hound, if you will. This is a good angle from Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan Sharp, yeah. And, uh, yeah, discredit the whole thing before it begins. Body blow. Don't care. Body they just blow. want to use you, Mr. Cohen. You're their patsy today. they got to find somebody, somewhere, to say something so they can try to remove the president from office. Mention North Korea. Tom Steyer told him to. Tom Steyer, last week, organized a town hall. Guess where? Chairman Nadler's district in Manhattan. Two nights ago, Tom Steyer organized a town hall. Guess where? Chairman Cummings' district in Baltimore. Wow. The best they can find, the best they can find to start this process, Michael Cohen. Fraudster, a cheat, convicted felon, and in two months, a federal inmate. Hey, that's well, actually, they didn't find him. Lanny Davis found him. I'll say one thing about the Democrats. They stick to the playbook. Remember, remember how all this started. The Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coie Law Firm, who hired Glenn Simpson, who hired a foreigner, Christopher Steele, who put together the fake dossier that the FBI used to go get a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. But when that whole scheme failed, 
and the American people said, we're going to make Donald Trump president, they said, we got to do something else. So now, Clinton loyalist, Clinton operative Lanny Davis has persuaded the chairman of the Oversight Committee to give a convicted felon a forum to tell stories and lie about the President of the United States so they can all start their impeachment process. Mr. Chairman, we are better than this. We are better than this. I yield back. I'd say that left a mark. Yeah, and Trump is said to be watching this live because it's 10 p.m., in Vietnam. And, Little Kim's out dancing, probably. And uh, and Trump's got to be thinking, oh, Jordan, you're my man. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he yeah. brought it big for the whole thing. Keep an eye no on the president's yet. Twitter feed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, good idea. Actually, Mr. I wanted to note. Mr. Chairman, actually, I, uh, I have a motion. I have a motion. I have a motion, motion, under, have you, a motion you, under Rule 2K6 of Rule 11. You yielded back, sir. You yielded back. Mr. Chairman, you took seven minutes. I took four. Well, Mr. Gentleman, the gentleman yielded back. That's how you're going to operate? First, you don't follow the rules, yeah. and now you're going to say, so you don't get, you, you get to, point of order. You, you get to deviate from the rules? Regular order. I just have a simple motion, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. It's I regular order to, to have the testimony Excuse 24 me. hours in advance. Excuse me. I wanted to know that, that under Rule 11, Clause 4, all media and photographers must be officially credentialed to record these proceedings and take photographs. I also wanted to briefly address the spectators. Do you think he what? had somebody with a camera that didn't have a credential? Was that what somebody happened there? Somebody using their cell, cell phone, maybe. <laughs> oh, I uh, okay. I don't know. Uh, Smartphone. So we got to take a little break. And, uh, man, it's, I don't recall the chair and co-chair getting into it like this ever. You have other people from different parties, right. Right, but the, usually the chair and co-chair aren't going at and each other. And it's not like going to get less ugly. It's hard to imagine. I said earlier, my take on this is I think a lot of what Michael Cohen is going to say is true. And I think this is a horrible moment for the United States Congress. This is just icky. Are you saying we're better than this? Yeah, actually. I might not be, but as a collective, we might be. Uh, so we will bring you the best stuff. All right. Do stay tuned. Um, it goes all day long. And what happens next will shock you. Cohen's opening statement. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Begin his testimony, which is 20 pages long. It's been out. Um, I just wanted to catch this very beginning part where he's sworn in. I just find it kind of funny and ironic <laughs> since he's going to prison here in a couple of weeks for lying mm-hmm. when he had been under oath before. But now he's telling the truth. Now when he's right. sworn in, he means it. Okay, here we go. I want to welcome Mr. Cohen and thank him for participating in today's hearing. Uh, my pleasure. Mr. Cohen, Cohen, if you would please rise and I will begin to swear you in. Raise your right hand. Do you swear or affirm that the testimony that you are about to give... I mean, this is hilarious. ...is the whole truth <laughs> and nothing but the truth, so help you God. The what now? He messed it up. Let the record show that the witness answered in the affirmative. Yes. And thank you, and you may be seated. 
The microphones are sensitive, so please speak directly to them. <laughs> Without objection, your written statement will be made a part of the record. Uh, with that, Mr. Cohen, you are now recognized to give an oral presentation of your testimony. The microphone is not working. Here, Mike on. Yes. There you go. Chairman Cummings. Or is it? Liar. Ranking Member Jordan and members of the committee, thank you for inviting me here today. I have asked this committee to ensure that my family be protected from presidential threats and that the committee be sensitive to the questions pertaining to ongoing investigations. I thank you for your help and for your understanding. Forget about it. I am here under oath to correct the record, to answer the committee's questions truthfully, and to offer the American people what I know about President Trump. I recognize that some of you may doubt and attack me on my credibility. It is for this reason that I have incorporated into this opening statement documents that are irrefutable and demonstrate that the information you will hear is accurate and truthful. Never in a million years did I imagine when I accepted a job in 2007 to work for Donald Trump that he would one day run for the presidency to launch a campaign on a platform of hate and intolerance and actively win. I regret the day I said yes to Mr. Trump. I regret all the help and support I gave him along the way. Well, that's certainly a fair characterization. Launch a campaign of hate and intolerance. Okay. That's well. not the way most Americans took it. No, who voted for Trump? Yeah, so there you go. Ashamed of my own failings. Trying to become a star of the resistance. publicly accepted responsibility Partly for them. To raise legal funds. Being guilty in the Southern District of New York. I am ashamed of my weakness and my misplaced loyalty, of the things I did for Mr. Trump in an effort to protect and promote him. I am ashamed that I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my own conscience. You're what now? It was a 10-year lapse in judgment. Right. Because I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist. He is a con man. And he is a cheat. I, I hate to keep interrupting, but the fact that he led with racist. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. That's because he knows that's the most explosive charge you can make in America. Right. And the most difficult to refute. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it plays politically. This is a giant political charade engineered by Lanny Davis. That is something. Yeah. He was a presidential candidate who knew that Roger Stone was talking with Julian Assange about a WikiLeaks drop on Democratic National Committee emails. I will explain each in a few moments. I am providing the committee today with several documents, and these include and several taxi licenses. a copy of a check Mr. Trump wrote from his personal bank account after he became president to reimburse me for the hush money payments I made to cover up his affair with an adult film star and to prevent damage to his campaign. Copies of financial statements from 2011, 2012, and 2013 
that he gave to such institutions such as Deutsche Bank. A copy Johnny of an Deutsche. article with Mr. Trump's handwriting on it that reported on the auction of a portrait of himself that he arranged for the bidder ahead of time and then reimbursed the bidder from the account of his non-profit charitable foundation with the picture now hanging in one of his country clubs. And copies of letters I wrote at Mr. Trump's direction that threatened his high school, colleges, and the college board not to release his grades or SAT scores. So Cohen wrote letters to his old high school? Right. Trump's old high school. You better not release his grades or and, something terrible might happen. And somehow threatened them to keep the SATs quiet. Yes. How low were they? Well, I assume they were low. You wouldn't make them keep, keep it quiet. I don't doubt that this is true. Why is this in a hearing in Congress? How do you threaten a high school? I don't know. I don't know. Wedgies? Oh, you know your beaver mascot, you'll never see him again. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. I hope my appearance here today, my guilty plea, and my work with law enforcement agencies are steps along a path of redemption that will restore faith in me and help this country understand our president better. And before going further, I want to apologize to each member, to you as Congress as a whole. The last time I appeared before Congress, I came to protect Mr. Trump. Today, I am here to tell the truth about Mr. Trump. Oh, this time you're telling me. I lied to Congress when Mr. Trump stopped negotiating the Moscow Tower project in Russia. I stated that we stopped negotiating in January of 2016. That was false. Our negotiations continued for months later during the campaign. Mr. Trump did not directly tell me to lie to Congress. That's not how he operates. In conversations we had during the campaign, at the same time I was actively negotiating in Russia for him, he would look me in the eye and tell me there's no Russian business and then go on to lie to the American people by saying the same thing. In his way, he was telling me to lie. There were at least a half a dozen times between the Iowa caucus in January of 2016 and the end of June when he would ask me, how's it going in Russia? Referring to the Moscow Tower project. You need to know that Mr. Trump's personal lawyers reviewed and edited my statement to Congress about the timing of the Moscow Tower negotiations before I gave it. So to be clear, Mr. Trump knew of and directed the Trump-Moscow negotiations throughout the campaign and lied about it. You know, he, he, lied he is, about actually, if I was looking for something serious, he is relating something that's very close to suborning perjury. If, indeed, Trump's personal lawyers at the behest, allegedly, of Trump told them, here's what you're going to say in front of Congress. Eh, it could be something. How big a problem do you think that would be? It's really hard to say. I do not know. Because he never expected to win. Yeah, because there's a lot of plausible He denial. also lied about it 
because he stood to make hundreds of millions of dollars on the Moscow real estate project. And so I lied about it too. Because Mr. Trump had made clear to me, through his personal statements to me, that we both knew to be false. And through his lies to the country, that he wanted me to lie. And he made it clear to me, because his personal attorneys reviewed my statement before I gave it to Congress. Over the past two years, I have been smeared as a rat by the President of the United States. The truth is much different. And let me take a brief moment to introduce myself. He uh, He's gnawing on a big piece of cheese, as he said. So. <laughs> Just hilarious. For those, those of you listening at home. Now he's going to get to uh, the bio and what a nice guy he is section. Do you want to take a little break and then we'll come back and let him lay out who he is? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, it's not terrible. He wants long. to introduce himself to America. We, I think we know who you are, dude. Do we want the paragraph on how much he loves his kids and the kids' friends and stuff like that? Uh, I don't need to talk it. about it. I, yeah. yeah. I assume he likes his kids. Sure, Good of course for he you. does. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, the questioning will begin here soon, and that's going to be awesome. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, to be honest, we skipped ahead a little bit in Cohen's opening statement. I mean, he was talking about how he likes his wife and kids. I'm sure he does. And his friends know he's a guy that can be depended on, etc., etc. Then he talks about getting to know Donald Trump and being ushered into his personal life and how his career was always defending Trump and monopolized his life. That was his job. Um, and he's going to talk now about the president's character as he sees it. Okay. I saw his true character revealed. Mr. Trump is an enigma. He is complicated, as am I. He is both good and bad, as do we all. Pardon but me? the bad far outweighs the good. And since taking office, he has become the worst version of himself. He is capable of behaving kindly, but he is not kind. He is capable of committing acts of generosity, but he is not generous. He is capable of being loyal, but he is fundamentally disloyal. Donald Trump is a man who ran for office to make his brand great, not to make our country great. He had no desire or intention to lead this nation only to market himself and to build his wealth and power. Mr. Trump would often say, this campaign was going to be the greatest infomercial in political history. Wow. He never expected to win the primary. He never expected to win the general election. The campaign, for him, was always a marketing opportunity. I knew early on in my work for Mr. Trump that he would direct me to lie to further his business interests. And I am ashamed to say that when it was for a real estate mogul in the private sector, I considered it trivial. As the president, I consider it significant and dangerous. 
but in the mix, lying for Mr. Trump was normalized, and no one around him questioned it. In fairness, no one around him today questions it either. A lot of people have asked me about whether Mr. Trump knew about the release of the hacked document, the Democratic National Committee email, ahead of time. And the answer is yes. As I earlier stated, Mr. Trump knew from Roger Stone in advance about the WikiLeaks drop of emails. In July of 2016, days before the Democratic Convention, I was in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced that Roger Stone was on the phone. Mr. Trump put Mr. Stone on the speakerphone. Mr. Stone told Mr. Trump that he had just gotten off the phone with Julian Assange and that Mr. Assange told Mr. Stone that within a couple of days there would be a massive dump of emails that would damage Hillary Clinton's campaign. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great? Now, is that supposed to be devastating? Uh, well, it shows that, yeah, he was in on the whole, uh, you know, coordination with WikiLeaks thing, which some people will call collusion a word that has no definition. It is, it is potentially a good, solid political blow against the president. It could disillusion a lot of Americans. It is purely a political question, has no legitimate purpose in front of Congress, I don't think. Um, but this is a political day, not a, a legitimate oversight day, in my mind. But yeah, it could hurt him politically, absolutely. So are we all good to go on the bleep hole comment? You see, at some point, Cohen is going to drop an asshole bomb quoting the President of the United States. Yeah, just turn it down after he says bigots. We have, we have many people are concerned that will air. We don't want to do that. No. Even though it's quoting the President of the United States in and congressional testimony. perfectly legitimate news, but people are freaking out. So, you know, I hate meetings, so we'll turn it down. <laughs> say, it, say it yourself in your home or car. <laughs> Back to Cohen. Mr. Trump is a racist. The country has seen Mr. Trump court white supremacists and bigots. You have, you heard, have heard him, him call court. poorer countries... Poo-poo holes. Uh, probably ought to give it. Is somebody monitoring, listening? Uh, I think he's. I think he's done there. Okay. I hope he is. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, there's, there's, a, there's there a was another one, one coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no! He once asked me if I could name a country run by a black person that wasn't a poopy hole. This was when Barack Obama was president of the United States. Chicago. There you go. We're good. He commented that only black people could live that way. Rough part of Chicago. And he told me that black people would never vote for him because they were too stupid. And yet, I continued to work for him. He just did a little eyebrow thing. It was like, huh, can you believe that? Right. That's how disappointed I am in myself. Yes, I believe that very much. <laughs> that, fits, that fits with everything I know about you as a person, Mr. Cohen. Proceed. Yeah, Trump yeah. is a cheat. As previously stated... I'm giving to the committee today three years of Mr. Trump's personal financial statements from 2011, 2012, and 2013. Wow. Which he gave to Deutsche Bank to inquire about a loan to buy the Buffalo Bills and to Forbes. Yes, Deutsche Bank. These are exhibits 1A, 1B, and 1C to my testimony. It was my experience 
that Mr. Trump inflated his total assets when it served his purposes. Yes. Such as trying to be listed amongst the wealthiest people in Forbes. Yes. And deflated his assets to reduce his real estate taxes. Exactly. I'm right. sharing with you two newspaper articles side by side that are examples of Mr. Trump inflating and deflating his assets, as I said, to suit his financial interests. Well, that's shocking These stuff. Exhibit two. No yeah, rich man has ever done that. As I noted, I'm giving the committee today an article he wrote on and sent to me that reported on an auction of a portrait of Mr. Trump. This is Exhibit 3A to my testimony. This one's wacky. Mr. Trump directed me to find a straw bidder oh, to yes. purchase a portrait of him that was being auctioned off at an Art Hamptons event. May I wear a monocle? The objective <laughs> was to ensure that this portrait, which was going to be auctioned last, would go for the highest price of any portrait that afternoon. That's kind of weak. The portrait was purchased by the fake bidder for $60,000. With the belief that there's somebody out there who wanted to spend $60,000 to have a painting of Trump in their house? I know. <laughs> or their gallery. <laughs> who would do that for anybody, Trump or anyone? Perhaps the Lowry in Paris. <laughs> that is something. There we go. ...the Trump Foundation which is supposed to be a charitable organization, to repay the fake bidder, despite keeping the art for himself. And please see Exhibit 3B to my testimony. And it should come as no surprise that one of my more common responsibilities was that Mr. Trump directed me to call business owners, many of whom are small businesses that were owed money for their services and told them that no payment or a reduced payment would be coming. When I well, we got more of that coming up. Yeah, that's uh, Trump was infamous for that as a real estate guy. You would do his counters for his apartments, and then he'd have Cohen call and say, you're not getting paid. you got to sue me for it, and then I'll give you part of it. Right, right. That painting thing is wacky. The last thing I want is a painting of me. I know what I look like, and I'm not impressed. More on the way. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Now is the time, and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. 